Mikey and Rin stay in. Oh, yeah. Hey, guys. Welcome to Mikey and Rin stay in. I'm Mikey. And I'm Rin. How are you this morning? I know. It is a morning podcast recording. That's weird. Morning podcast recording. Morning recording while watching porn. <laughs> We're not watching porn. No. What are we doing? We are drinking coffee, which is something I used to never enjoy with my partner. Oh, because every time I drink coffee, I would just scream the whole time about my Trump support. <laughs> and to have heart palpitations. Right. To the I never, point where you thought you were having a heart attack. Yeah. I know. I never drank coffee until this year. And it has become a really blessed addition to my life. Mm-hmm. Amen. And we found this decaf. Mm. Blend, which is so yummy because it's really dark, roasty, and um, kind of gives you the taste that you want from coffee without the caffeine. Then <laughs> <laughs> next, a word from our sponsor. And yeah, it's Ian Espresso. Hello. <laughs> I know it's so good and it's super dark. I I will say you know, that that uh, now that I'm drinking coffee, the the idea of going for decaf, I'm just like not into it. Oh. Like, what's the point? It's like I drinking see. non-alcoholic beer. I don't want a Sharps. <laughs> <laughs> I want to get the full throttle, baby. That's right. I know. And it's, and it's especially when it's, uh, well, we're getting ready to go camping. We're going to go camping for a couple days. Yay. And so we're like packing the car and doing all the things. And like just a little bit of coffee can just be like that. Ooh, rocket fuel. Yeah. I love it. I think it's, it's a really, really nice little morning condiment. Mmm. And then you get to do things like sip it and go, mmm, it's so warm. And like talk in your NPR voice. Yeah, it's like, true. Welcome to Lake Wobegon. <laughs> it's true. So we, are, so we are still in the middle of our um, waiting. Yeah, and Rindog has really messed something up. And so... This might be the, this might be the whole episode. It's just... <laughs> <laughs> How do you think I handled? Well, first, let me tell you guys what happened. Yeah. So I am in this sort of in the middle stage where I've had my egg retrieval for IVF. We now have genetic results on our little embryos. And so we've got three um, just hanging out in the freezer. And they have to time your cycle for the when the embryo transfer actually happens. And so during that time, you're back on birth control. And I did a full pack of birth control and then just sort of didn't really process that I had to keep cycling through the birth control. So I had to go get another refill and keep going with it. Right. And so... Um, yeah, I missed Oops. the boat on that and gave them a call because I was a little confused about my schedule and um and she's like, "Well, where where are you at in the birth control right now?" And I was like, "Oh, I'm not I'm not taking it." She's like, "Uh-huh." <laughs> I have oh. to call you back. I have to call Taylor. And Taylor's like the you know, the head nurse, right? So she had right. to called a tell on me she did and then taylor called and i talked to her told her what happened she's like mm, i have to call doctor 
Don't go all the way to the top. Yeah. Yeah, the running of the flagpole. Yep. Just tell me what to do. We can keep this like on the level. Yeah, come on, Principal Schaefer. We don't have to God damn it. Damn. So This is Lapioli telling <laughs> Who was the principal? I can't remember. Gene Keeley. Mm. Telling Mrs. Keeley, and then I have to go sit on the green bench because mm. I pulled the pulled the fire alarm. Oh wow, that's yeah, sociopathic. Yeah, some girl I can't remember her name told the teacher, then told the good pr- for her. told the principal, and then they told. No, actually, then my dad told the police. I know. I was gonna say, isn't it? Can't you like get arrested for that? So this was the last day of sixth grade, and in order to celebrate, I decided to pull the fire alarm. And um, yeah, and so that was, you know, so the school was pissed, but like it was summer and I think it was my sixth grade year. So I couldn't, you know, they didn't have a jurisdiction over me anymore. (laughs) So my dad was like, we're going to show him. And they took, he took me down to see at the police station to see an arson specialist. Nice. And, uh, you know, I was like a 12 year old kid. I was like, I don't know. I didn't fucking burn anything down. I just pulled the fire alarm. It was funny. And but I was scared too. And then we leave, and the guy's like, "All right, so we're gonna have to put his name into the system, like this." And I think it was like gonna be on my record. And so my dad was so pissed. He was like, "I don't want this on his record." It was like all blew up kind of in my dad's face. Mm. So, anyways, but I didn't mean to railroad that story. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, you got a story, Rin. Here's mine. Here's mine from when I was twelve. I got a better one. <laughs> no, but it was just about. Running it all the way up to the top. <laughs> so I called Mikey. Mikey was at work that day. And um, how do you think I handled it? Um, <laughs> I think you were... No, I was not at work that day. I was driving 12 hours. Oh, that's right. That's right. Between Idaho and Oregon because I had met my dad in the middle. And so I had like eight hours left in my drive to just ruminate on things. That's right. And so Corinne called me crying... And was just like, I fucked it up. I fucked it up, you know. And, oh. Well, and I was thinking like, I'm never going to, the transfer is never going to happen. I've to, I've messed everything up. Yeah. <laughs> well, and it's just, I know. When it's this much waiting. Yeah. And there's something, so this, yeah, like a little hiccup like this. Yeah. It, it matters like in the scheme of things. Of with course. This. So it's just like, oh no. But then, you know. Well, and I felt... Also, like every... I would imagine this happens with so many IVs. Well, that's what you kept saying. And I was like, no, it doesn't. Everyone else looks at their schedule and they probably have notes everywhere. And they know exactly what they're doing. And, um, you know, we've just had some other... I've had some work transitions going on. And so I've just been sort of thinking about other stuff. And when you're on birth control it's kind of like you're on autopilot for me mm. um when you're doing when you're like actively doing injections and you're actively going into the clinic to get blood drawn every right. other day it it's like tight. oh shit yeah i i i understand that this process is happening yeah um but you you kind of i don't know i've sort of disassociated a little bit right um and so yeah the net net is that it's not that big of a fucking deal um, right i i did get a little I wouldn't call it chastising, but just, you know, a um, make sure that you take the pills up until this date. Right. Um, I'm going to redo your calendar. And so basically <laughs> our, our transfer date has been moved from September 2nd to September 16th. Yeah. 14 days later. 
Which is the perfect day. It's it the, is the perfect day, day for a transfer. It's the perfect day. It's four days before Sheethi's birthday. That's right. It's great. And it moves our baby potentially into June birthday mm. month, which I think June is a really beautiful birthday month. I love it. Me yeah. too. Yeah. The, um, you know, one of the things about it is just that, I, well, <laughs> I think that the chastising was fine from them or whatever. But the, the, uh, the thing that I wanted to say to you is just trust yourself. Yeah. Like you knew something was wrong. Totally. Well, that was the other and, piece, right? Yeah, yeah. So you knew it. And it's just like, just, you know, I, maybe other people do have lists and, you know, all the things up, whatever. But most people doing IVF don't have the level of like medical knowledge that you do or understanding of like the ways, the way bodies work. And so I just think you have, <clears throat> you have a unique, you're also such a rule follower that like, of course you're going to like do everything that they tell you to do. Right. Third thing is that I was kind of interested to see like what are going to be the things that uh, are not perfect about this IVF like the the you know what are what are going to be the things because of COVID yeah that are going right. to be different than most people's IVF experiences with the people that we're using and I think this is one of the examples it's like you know we're doing so much you're doing so much stuff without talking to them yeah. or just on your own yeah. that like like you said had you been in the clinic more frequently which you probably would if covid wasn't happening then i don't know yeah they might have over you know seen some of this stuff you might have said hey i just noticed the counter gets a little weird i don't have enough pills i, I well and that, that's very hands off at this point i i did see that in the calendar thought that i had emailed them and it turned out i didn't send the email right. just like today when i pulled oatmeal out of our cupboard, put it on the countertop, and now it's gone. Now it's evaporated. <laughs> yeah. So there's some kind of really strange black hole that's that's happening in right. our lives too. Yeah. I know an oats are a very metaphoric thing. Mm-mm, didn't even so, think about that. Sowing your yes. oats. Yeah. Growing your oats. Yeah. Fuel, it's body fuel. Yeah, it's you know. Yeah. This is all metaphor. You're really taking it there. Uh, yeah. <laughs> How are you doing? I'm good. I mean, I'm, um, I don't know. It's, it's interesting um, going through all of the things at once. Like, I'm, I, I think I'm going to end up writing a book about, and I think I'm going to call it something like Unmoored. <laughs> Just, and it's like covid I'm also turning 40, which you did too, but I think male 40 sometimes is a little different. Like the male like um, uh, midlife crisis or whatever it is, I think is like, I don't know. It's a little, it's like the male cold. Like when a man gets a, <laughs> like when the man gets a cold, that's like, you know, 10% of bad, you know, yeah. and he's like uh, laid up for days. Right. I think, so I'm kind of like feeling like maybe I'm going through a midlife crisis. Um, COVID's happening. We're trying to have a baby. Um, my work life is kind of tumultuous. I don't know. I'm feeling a little nuts. Yeah. But then I think the way that I react to it is escape. Let's just get the fuck out of here. So we're going camping. I've been going on little trips safely. Um, I don't know. I've just been like trying to like just live summer boy life and do fun projects for work that I'm, that I'm digging. But uh, ultimately, I mean, with baby stuff, I'm I'm just ready, man. I'm like, you know, yeah, totally. we've got all these cute little kids in our lives. And I'm like, and our friends that are also doing IVF at the same time, like they were kind of a little behind us, but now they're like catching up and they're like, yeah. they're excited about it. And so I don't know, I'm feeling like a really good positive momentum at this point. And I don't know, I'm good. I'm really just 
loving you and I don't know, loving our little, our just our little life. It's really fun. Yeah. Yeah. We are having fun. We're going to have our eighth anniversary in two weeks. Yes. I know. And we're going to go, we've got this like little dually. We're going to stay in like this cute little cabin on a river for a couple of days. And then we're going to go stay in this cute little apartment in this area of Oregon that we've never been. And so I'm just all about exploring right now. Yeah. Yeah. Explore again. Explore again. And it's, and then from, you know, it's interesting just all the people that I've been talking to about IVF and about, well, I don't know. It's so interesting. I've been, there's been like a lot of, well, okay. So the, uh, the election's coming up, right? Mm -hmm. So people are talking about the important, the issues that matter. And, you know, one of the issues that's like a, you know, just an ongoing issue that often, and that often helps people tack towards voting Republican or voting for someone like Trump is abortion because they believe that if, you know, I mean, Trump definitely is not quote unquote pro-life or um, anti-choice. I mean, he is, I think he is someone who he will say that he is, but he definitely, he has an abortion clinic, his own personal abortion clinic at the bottom (laughs) of Trump Tower for all of his flings. But, um, but, you know, but he will appoint judges that are going to be anti-choice and anti-abortion. And so, I, uh, but anyway, so we started talking a lot about like abortion and about, you know, just babies and all the things. And so I have a sister who was born at 24 weeks. So that's always kind of screwed me up a little bit on abortion because, you know, some of the later term abortions can happen like when my sister was born. And that always has kind of messed me up. But the other thing that I wasn't expecting, and I'm, and just to clarify here, I'm 100% pro-choice um, you know, I think that it should be something that it's your body, it's your choice. It's, you know, you should be able to do what you want um, for sure. But the, I will say that like having our embryos, like I'm, I feel like we have three kids. <laughs> you do? Yeah. They're oh, five days so old, but I totally am like, oh, those are like kids. Well, they're not five days old. Cause that would be a baby that's five days old. Oh, well, they've, they've gone through five days of the process. This, the cells are right. Not, right? Right, 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 right. No, so I know. You're right. Yeah, that, and that's important. It's important verbiage, too, because it's like... Definitely. Yeah. Yeah, I think that that's, more, that's really key. Um, more importantly for me is it's that I feel, like, more connected to these. Mm-hmm. Like, I understand, like, it, it makes me feel like, oh, my gosh, like, this is, this is a real thing. Yeah. Um, so it's just, it just makes it that much more of a complex discussion. Sure. Yeah. Yeah, it hasn't complicated that for me, interestingly. Yeah. <laughs> I also feel like our attachment to the embryos that we have um, is also kind of the product of just the work that we've put in. Well, that's, right? more, what and it's, that's more what I mean, yeah. Yeah, and I think you, you know, <clears throat> you've seen me go through a process and go through an egg retrieval, and so it feels... Um, yeah, weighty. Sure. If I if I got pregnant naturally, we wouldn't even know that you would there have was no something idea. right now, right? Of course. So, um, well, that, but that's the but isn't that the interesting part? Yeah, yeah. When you move, like, and I'm trying to think of a good metaphor, but it's like you move into a house that just was built and didn't have anything involved with it or whatever. Like, you don't appreciate the craftsmanship necessarily. You're kind right. of like, oh, it's just a beautiful house. I love this house. It's right. wonderful. But if you built the house by hand, you notice every little thing. Yeah, and so it's just. It's just an interesting thing, and I'm and I, by no means am I saying that it's like making me rethink uh, my feelings about abortion or anything. But it is just like it does make me feel differently about um, uh, 
you know, an, an embryo and a growing baby and all those things about like, you know, I'm really attached to these little guys. Right. You know, right. Because I've seen the amount of work that you've gone through. Right. Well, and I think if anything, for me, it's solidified, not like I needed any more, any more solid commitment yeah. to women's choice. But, um, you know, to think about what we have had to do to actually get pregnant, like how much yeah. intervention, how much medical intervention, um, it's, you know, and that was all our choice and our decision and we felt right. empowered to do so. And, you know, then there's women who get pregnant really easily and decide that it's not the right time yeah. or decide for whatever reason that they don't want to be pregnant and don't want to have a child. And so it's like, it's, you know, why should I have that choice, that very privileged choice to yeah. say, okay, I, I'm now I'm ready and my body's not doing it. So I'm going to get all of this help and all of this yeah. assistance. Um, yeah, it's just, and to, to also just know that like, these little, these little things are, they're in a freezer right now. Like well, you right. can't, you can't, you can't freeze. put a baby in a freezer. Exactly. I know. Exactly. No, that exactly. is an interesting, yeah. I so, mean, Walt Disney is cryogenically. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. Is, is that my baby? Oh God. I is hope it going to be that fucking anti-Semite? Is it going to be Walt Disney? <laughs> <laughs> Please no. Um, yeah. I had a. No, I'm not going to tell that, that dream story. Oh, boy. <laughs> oh, boy. Um, but the, well, back to the, well, so, and I totally appreciate that. And the thing that it makes me feel more of is I have, <clears throat> is that everybody's situation is so individual. Yes. And yes. the feelings that I have while they've kind of, while it's like made me think about a lot of things in a different way and think about, um, you know, the miracle of life and all the different things mm. from a very different more complex perspective maybe has like made me feel those things i have no i there's no part of me that wants to take my feelings and push them on other people exactly i'm like oh no it's just changed the way that i think about it like yeah. everybody yeah. has to think about their situation 100 percent yeah in a vacuum like mm -hmm. think about the way that you think about it mm -hmm. and especially as a man i'm like i have no right to tell anyone man woman otherwise that they can't what they can or can't do with their body right. fuck no right. of course not right i just yeah know i mean that imagine I would beat the shit out of someone <laughs> <laughs> if they fucked with my little kidsicles but imagine you know if there was um i don't know something on the on our legislative docket that said no Whoa. more ivf right yeah, because sure. of whatever reason because yeah conception has to happen quote unquote naturally mm. and um it's not like crazy to think oh that, of course right? not of course <laughs> so, are you kidding me um and yeah so i think that that's a really good point that you can you can feel whatever fucking feels you want but i mean um you, what you does that matter for up. anybody else right um, but and then that being said i don't want to put my beliefs on anybody else but if someone else starts someone starts coming up with that or anti-abortion yeah, laws or totally. something like that i will definitely push my beliefs on someone totally. else fuck right. you <laughs> i mean i'm kind of of the mindset that I, I i kind of want everybody to be able to choose to do everything they want to do ever mm -hmm. i think if you want to snort meth in the middle of the street naked while jerking off great but there <laughs> you know it's just it's 
you got to be safer about it. So, like, <laughs> please don't be in the street while you're doing your math. Go home and do your math. <laughs> um, it's your, your choice. I don't know. We've, we're so puritanical about stuff. I mean, someone just, I just saw a thing on Facebook today where someone in their front yard had a sign that said, God bows down to Trump and says he's perfect. Trump 2020. And this wasn't like a hand scrawled crazy person sign. This was like a beautifully made at a print shop sign. Amazing. Huge on someone's lawn. And I'm like, oh yeah, if someone believes that, then, you know, someone believing that IVF is against God's plan or abortions are against yes. God, you know, all these things, of course that shit could happen. Right. I mean, it's like, and, and I just think we have to be, yeah, I don't know, aware and ready for it. Yeah, speaking of choice and God and... Oh boy. <laughs> are you going to become a nun? <laughs> you heard it here, folks. The, you know, one thing that we didn't, I don't know if we didn't think much about it, but we didn't necessarily talk much about it is the decision. If you do end up having more than one viable embryo, Mm. well, first you decide how many get transferred. That was an easy decision for us just because of my anatomy. (laughs) Um, Heart shaped uterus. Of course. It's a beauterist. Um, so that was easy. But then you have the option to find out the sex. Sure. Sex is if you have if you have multiple. And um you have to make the decision if you A wanna know that, mm. and then B, if you wanna choose the sex of the future baby that you're gonna have. Yes. <laughs> so um that was a little bit of a mind fuck for me. Definitely. It felt a little like, oh God, are we going down the designer baby? Gattaca. Road? Yeah. Sure. It felt really strange. So I was I was really uncomfortable knowing the sexes um from the beginning. Because right. I just I think that it would have colored I don't know, what we would have done. <laughs> right. Oh yeah. Well and so, it's I mean, but and you know, and uh, unwittingly, we've also made a whole bunch of other decisions about the designer baby. Mm-hmm. Is by the genetic testing exactly we've eliminated exactly. babies that have a lot of these different chromosomal things exactly. and stuff. And so, like we've we didn't actively make the choice, like nope, not this one because of this you know symptom or whatever. Uh, but we did make those choices. Yes, you know, yes. they were kind of made for us. I mean, the other thing it about does it's 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 part of it. It's intense. It's intense, dude. Ooh. I know. And it's people I've told people about the about the sex thing. And um that is that's the better mm-hmm. way to say it than gender. Well, yeah, because gender is a construct. Construct, isn't it? for sure, yeah. So um but the you know, and they're like, oh my gosh, that's one step away from like choosing the eye color or the whatever. <clears throat> and I don't know this for sure, but I was reading a little bit about it and not that you can choose like, I want blue eyes and I want red hair and I want kind of, you know, like these things and a girl, like you can't choose all different things. But if you're like, I want a girl, they go and you say, okay, we've got two eggs that are girls. And then between the two of them, they can kind of see what the traits might be. Oh, so I you have could, no idea. So you could, I think that you can kind of say like, oh, this one will probably have, and I think they can only kind of say lighter hair huh? or... But I mean, so you can, it just has to exist already in the embryo. 
Huh. It's not like you can a la carte it together. Of course. But if yeah. it already exists, you can select. You can say, "I want that one instead." That's fucking weird. Is it like some kind of CRISPR shit that we're? Well, crisp. Well, CRISPR, which I don't understand really, but I mean, I but think isn't that's it more like about cutting genetic editing. code and at, yeah, then editing it. But in with CRISPR though, can you copy? Can you copy and paste, or can you just cut? Oh, good question. I think CRISPR is just removed. Yeah. Does anybody that's listening know? Will you write to us? <laughs> Well, okay, uh, Mercy fan, yeah. you have t- two or three things that we want you to to to, to, to send to us. One, send us your nudes. Ofs. That's pictures of the noodles that you made. I want to see all the noodles. Ramen noodles, fettuccine. Hey. Hey, tortellini. Rice noodles, all the things. Bring them. Send us your nudes. Um, secondly, send us stories of things that you fucked up during your pregnancy <laughs> slash IVF so that my Please. wife doesn't feel like she's Please. the only one. Because I know some of you have reached out to us already and said, oh my God, I totally did that. Oh my God. I have a couple like secret side channel Instagram message um, things going with some of our, our followers. And they've and every time they hear something or they text me about something, they're like, oh my God, that totally happened to me. So... Send us your stories of how you mangled things up. Send us the stories about when you so fed. Stop flogging. You accidentally fed your kid batteries. Like <laughs> all the stories. And then three. What were we just talking about? CRISPR. <laughs> oh God, yeah. If you're smart enough that you know what happens with CRISPR, call us. Come on over. Let's start a CRISPR company. Is that a thing? That can <laughs> Maybe CRISPR crisps. Could they be like crackers that you eat that make you superhuman? Mm. Like yeah, it. the genetic code is just in the little chip. The genetic coding. Uh-huh. Get coding. it? Coding. Got it. Coding to double. Yeah. yeah. Okay, cool. Thank you. Uh, this is great, everybody. <laughs> <laughs> thanks for tuning in. Everybody. Hey, Barack Obama, thanks for listening. Stephen Hawking, are you dead? I think, but thanks for listening. Um, He's coming back from beyond the grave you to know he tune is. into this. Yeah, he loves it. Um, well, what we ended up doing, yeah. just to finish, to, to wrap it on up, what we ended up doing is uh, we talked to our doc and um he said you know the the geneticists they don't want or the embryologists they don't want to have the responsibility of choosing the embryo either right and so which kind of fucked me off i was like (laughs) well fuck i don't know dude but i get it right oh 100 percent um and so i would think they would be so nonplussed about that though i would think they would be like Gender's a construct. You're going to love the baby either way. We don't give a, you know, whatever. Like. I know, but people can come back. What if the, what if it doesn't go well? What if the transfer's no, not successful, course. right? Yeah, yeah. Um, so he basically said that it's, it's like Wheel of Fortune style. They just like spin a wheel, whatever. It's like embryo one, two, three, whatever it lands on. That's, that's what God, I hope do. they put like little celebrity faces. <laughs> yes. Like it's like, is it going to be Beyonce? Is it going to be Cher? Yeah. Is it going to be Gaga. Michael Flatley? Um. <laughs> <laughs> Those are my three. <laughs> nice. <laughs> Irish River Dancing, Beyonce. That's uh, a pretty good chair, actually. Snap out of it. <laughs> I swear we're going to end this episode. We're going to do it at some point. Here. No, dude, this is a shorty kind of. We, we've get, been getting called out by people lately for having 20 to 30 minute episodes saying how, too, how they're too short. Oh, God. 30 minutes is... Plenty. Yeah, listen, you don't need to listen hear more to us, of us dumb pluck on. Twats, seriously. Oh god, we're such assholes. Um. So we thought that that felt kind of weird to have the sort of wheel of fortune style embryo yeah. choosing, 
And so I said, is there any other discriminating factors, anything else about these three that makes them different? And um, he was like, no, but did we tell the story last time? I don't think so. No. Um, He said, well, there is one thing. We might have told the story last time. I think we did, didn't we? From the beach. I think we were sitting on the beach on the river. Maybe. I don't know, though. (laughs) Whatever, dude. I mean, if you're listening to this show, you know that it's, there's almost no value. There's almost no importance to it. Well, so telling the same story over and over again, I think we're it's be all okay. part of being in a relationship, isn't it? Yeah, we're all in a relationship, you guys. Yeah, yeah. This is this is what happens when you're Gotta together for over a year. Yeah, right. I mean, I started telling you the same stories when we oh, were about three weeks in. in three weeks, in, yeah, at max. Yeah. <laughs> hey, Corinne, I ever tell you about the time that I ate the goldfish? Like, like, ah, oh, fuck off! I hate you. Uh, did uh-huh. I ever tell you about that? Oh, maybe I didn't. You did. Okay, good. Yeah. <laughs> um. One of our little little um, embryos made it to the blastocyst stage first. Yeah, like kind so, of significantly. Yeah, so started the kind of division before the other ones. Yeah. So that's that's it. That's the one. Eager beaver. Yep. You're in. Yep. Hopefully. Yeah. Hopefully. Well, I was gonna say hopefully you have a beaver because I'm hoping for a girl. <laughs> hey. Well, he asked us. He was like, "Are you sure you guys don't care about?" about the sex of the, of the uh, embryo and, and and we were both like no 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 and then behind me I had written in sharpie on a, a post-it note girl <laughs> so smart um, we love you guys oh my god we love you thanks for listening to the same stories over oh, and yeah. over again um, my terrible for... jokes and yes. my insertion of my privilege and stupid voice more than Corinne's voice which is super annoying I hear it I see you <laughs> Your tongue clicking. Oh my God, my tongue clicking. <laughs> yeah, it's seriously like I'm stuck inside of a vat full of honey with Winnie the Pooh. Just, <laughs> just walking around. Just... <laughs> oh. Yeah, I like it. You want to go camping? Let's do it. Abby, you want to go camping? Uh, we taught Abby how to speak. So uh, we're going to have an interview at some point here in the future. I know. Well, just not, been, I haven't been very successful with my reach outs. Yeah, I haven't so. been reaching out at all. I think we've just been, it's like, it's summertime. It's like, we're in the kind of the middle of like, you know, it's one thing when things are snapping in around IVF, but it's another, yeah. like, we're kind of in that waiting period where it's like, I don't know, I'm kind of like, I forget that it's even happening sometimes. So, um, but we just want you to know, reach out, tell us that you're still listening. Tell us that, you know, what you like about the show, what you hate about us, uh, what you love about us. Uh <laughs> but we just we want to we love doing this shit. It's like our favorite thing of the week. Yeah. Cheethy, like when we go camping or go on trips, I'm like up revving the car at six fifteen a.m. It is now nine forty five a.m. I was willing to just relax and it's just true. be calm into it and just hang out with you guys. So yeah, you're welcome. Thank you. So let's eat at MikeyandRinStand.com. Mm-hmm. At Mikey and Rin on Insta. You know it. And the Facebook. Yeah. I know. Send us some messages. We love you. Hope you're great. Wish us luck with our cute little bebas. Yeah. Embryos. Kidsicles. <laughs> All right, you guys. I'm Mikey. I'm Rin. And this morning. Oh, yeah. It was this 
this morning. Yeah. And we're not. We're and we're not going to stay in. But that's the point. The point of the show is it's more about staying in like internal, mm. you know, just really looking at what you're feeling mm. and staying in the relationship, staying in the moment. In. Yeah. Introvert. And leaving the penis in so that it ejaculates and then makes a baby. Done. We're gonna. <laughs> the wheels will come off. Beautiful. The wheels will come off. Okay, goodbye. <laughs>